Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Paul Douglas back with you. Jordana filled in this morning, 9 to noon, here with DJ and here with you. Thank you for sharing your late afternoon, and thank you for not making me feel more self-conscious about this crappy weather. You know, if enough people come up to you and say, Paul, what the heck have you done here? What's wrong with your Doppler? This is not normal and it's not nice. And, and, and you know, most of them, I think, understand that we don't have anything to do with the weather, right? <laughs> We're doing our best to I predict so. it. But it does it does wear on you. I want to scream the forecast. Um, but I know that would be in poor taste so i won't but yeah i'm annoyed too um paul i uh i went to your church yesterday did you notice that i was sitting in the front row I did second row you right and winter you. you and winter showed up that was very nice of you so Thank you've you. you've invited your pastor over at westwood community church on the radio i don't know a half a dozen or more times here to yeah. talk about different topics involving uh religion and your faith and uh, he returned the favor. He invited you yesterday to join him on the stage at your church for all three services yesterday morning to talk about um, to talk about climate change and our warming climate and how humans and Christians should respond to that. And uh, I, I I decided to go. I and I loved seeing you up there. Um, and I wanted to play for our listeners a piece of what you said yesterday morning um, to your congregation. Is that okay if I share that? Oh, I don't think you have a choice. I have no recollection. No, no, no. Yeah. Yes, you know exactly what it was. Give it, and, give it a shot. Uh, okay. It was great. So here's, here's part of what you shared with uh, Westwood Community Church yesterday. We've always had changes in climate, right? We've had ice ages. There are periods it's been a lot warmer than it is now. Periods it's been colder. And there was always... A reason of forcing either changes in the amount of sunshine reaching the Earth, uh, changes in the Earth's orbit, volcanic eruptions on a planetary scale. This time, it's probably us. Otherwise, it's the mother of all coincidences. How, how do you con connect around the relationship with faith and science? With Pastor Joel, I don't think you have to choose. I yeah. think you can have a respect for science and a faith in something more, a faith in absolutes. It's interesting to me, as a scientist, there's never any firm foundation, yeah. right? New theories, new observations, better tools, you know, things shift. Mm -hmm. And yet, there are absolutes. We have an absolutely amazing God that we worship through His Son, 
And so I don't see any uh, contradiction in that. Look, I don't worship creation. I worship the Creator. I worship God when I protect His kingdom and defend His children. God gave us a toolbox with an infinite number of tools. That's science. I do not worship a toolbox. I worship the Creator who gave us the toolbox. It is possible, again, to respect science and the scientific method and still be a Christ follower. And, Paul, I, I really appreciated what you shared yesterday as a as a fellow Christian, but I, I don't think you have to be a Christian to care about climate change and to understand this balance between science and humanity. And I walked away from that thinking uh, and knowing that, look, our, our planet's changing, and, you know, we could argue a long time about how much of the planet's changing and warming is due to humans or not and how much we can do, but I, I don't know. It's clear that it's changing, and the question is, what are we going to do about it? And mm-hmm. as Christians, I think that flavors our response. But for anybody else, I mean, there's plenty of other reasons. There's leaving a better planet for the future. There's doing right by the people that live in our planet and, and the poorest of the poor that ended up taking the brunt of a lot of these uh, disasters and changing weather. Yeah, I, so I wrote this book, A Kid's Guide to uh, Saving the Planet, to try to give younger people some hope and to empower them uh, because there is so much gloom and doom and it's not just climate it's also you know air pollution water pollution plastic pollution we're drowning in plastic but again 40 percent of americans the greatest country on earth 40 percent of us breathe unhealthy air on a daily basis and it's not just la it's not just the big cities Uh, a lot of people live you know downwind of refineries and they breathe this stuff every day. And um, But you're right. Those who have the, the least among us, the poorest of the poor, tend to live closer to sea level, mm-hmm. tend to you know live in areas maybe that are more flood-prone mm-hmm. in the floodplain. And so th- they are the first to be impacted. The, you know, the 1%, the uber-wealthy, they're going to be just fine. They'll build walls. They'll move. They'll, they'll be just fine. But um, there, there is going to be a lot of disruption and displacement, and we're already, I think we're in the first or second inning of this thing. But um, again, we love our kids, and I tried to conclude the talks with Pastor Joel, and I'm grateful that Westwood invited me to come out and just share a few thoughts. But I said, we love our kids, right? That That unites us. We love our kids. We love our grandkids. And if you just ignore it, or kick the can down the road, or say it's a hoax, or political, you're making it harder for your kids and, and their kids. Yeah. And I want them to have the same thing that, that we grew up with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's the and what you just said, I think it's hard to disagree with, but in a way, that's the easy part, because now going out and changing your lifestyle, changing your habits, is the much more difficult part, but that's the, the task we have in front of us if we want to do something about this mess. Yeah, absolutely. How do we find smarter, cleaner ways to have everything we want? And uh, I'm I'm actually optimistic with the clean energy revolution that's already well underway, and it's going to accelerate when people realize they can get around for less money, um, less maintenance, and have everything they want and need, and spend less money. That that's when the light bulb 
goes off. The battery-powered light bulb. When we come back, severe flooding right now impacting Crookston and the Grand Forks area. They've just been swamped with rain. A triple whammy with flooding in the Red River Valley. We'll get an update on that when we come back. Paul Douglas back with you. We had a relatively benign spring flooding season across most of central and southern Minnesota. Kind of a slow motion meltdown. We didn't get heavy rain at the same time we had significant snow on the ground we were able to kind of dodge a bullet at least this year across most of cco land up north though the red river valley it's a different story governor walls has declared a peacetime emergency and authorized the minnesota national guard to assist with emergency flood operations in several counties where emergency operation plans are already activated polk county has been hit very hard and uh, the Red River Valley area under the gun right now with flooding. I had a chance to read an article at the Grand Forks Herald written by Sydney Mook, and uh, Sydney joins us right now. She is actually the managing editor at the Grand Forks Herald. Sydney, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. What What's the latest up there? How bad is it? And can you provide any perspective? When I hear Grand Forks, I go back to 97. I know it's bad, It's it, but it's probably not going to be as bad as it was in the late 90s from everything I'm hearing. Is that correct or not? That is correct. Uh, it's it's getting pretty, uh, though the river and everything is getting pretty high up here, but it is not quite uh, to the level of 1997, thankfully. Um, we've certainly been busy today and, and this weekend covering flooding in different cities across the upper Red River Valley. But thankfully, I don't believe we'll be uh, approaching 1997 levels. Something would have to go terribly, terribly wrong in order for that to happen, I guess, at this point. Is it impacting people up there on a day-to-day basis now? I know some roads are closed. What are the other impacts, Sydney? Definitely. So, yeah, road closures have been a big deal uh, since this weekend. Um, you know, other places, Crookston, for example, um, has been having some impacts with different buildings and different homes in that area. Um, Crookston, actually, at the Red Lake River, they were expecting it to crest uh, around 28 feet uh, mm-hmm. early this week, but it actually ended up cresting um, overnight early this morning, and it crested below the uh, historic level where they thought that it was going to crest. It crested around 27 feet instead. But they were still busy. That was one of the places that the the National Guard was active last night in, in putting up sandbags. Um, But thankfully, they were, it seems like, able to avoid a lot of major damage, though they were spending a lot of time cleaning up this morning and and throughout the afternoon. I've seen some of the webcams uh, from uh, East Grand Forks, and yeah, the the water is high. It's uh, it's kind of scary when you take a look at that. And my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong. You, I'm sure you have more recent data. The latest projection for the Red River at Grand Forks is 48 and a half feet sometime on Wednesday, which would be the sixth highest in recorded history right now it's at 40.2 feet and i think you know back in 97 i want to think i think it crested at like 56 or 57 so still very high but not in the major major leagues uh, of the late 90s right 
Correct, correct. And in 97, it crested at just a little bit over 54 feet. Um, 54. Right now, we're okay. still looking at that 48.5 feet here in Grand Forks and East Grand Forks. Um, you know, one thing that Grand Forks definitely has is a benefit right now is we have really good flood protection systems on both sides of the river. So right now, a couple of the bridges in town, uh, we have three bridges that connect Grand Forks to East Grand Forks directly. Two of those bridges right now are closed. Um, kind of one of the main ones called the Sorley Bridge. It's probably Grand Forks' most, most famous bridge, I would say. Right now, right. that's closed. But the one that's the, the highest one is it's at 52 feet before anything you know, could could impact it. And we're not looking at that that being an issue currently. And and I saw some rainfall amounts anywhere from three to four inches over the weekend. I mean, it really came down. And that rain falling on lingering snow with frozen ground so that all that meltwater couldn't soak into the ground. Obviously, it ran off into streets and streams and eventually the Red River. So it, it, it really was a triple whammy. Was it pretty well predicted, Sydney? We knew that there was going to be some sort of weather system. Um, they knew that, you know, in, in western North Dakota, they had blizzards that they were dealing with yet again right. this last weekend. But we didn't, they didn't quite know where the rain was going to be and just how big of an impact it was going to have. Um, but we ended up getting Grand Forks kind of a couple of thunderstorms just squarely on town. So it just, kept raining for for a while over the weekend and that really just kind of set things up to to have all of the water running into the into the river on top of the snow that we had already received about 10 days prior wow yeah it it uh, when the weather slows down or stalls bad things happen and i saw all those storms it was sort of a conga line of of thunderstorms going right up the red river valley and um you know, it's a problem in June, but it's a bigger problem in April when the ground is still frozen. But I sure appreciate your perspective, and we will keep our fingers crossed and hope for the best and hope that the uh, Red River recedes quickly and that there aren't major impacts for the uh, Grand Forks area. Sydney Mook, Managing Editor, Grand Forks Herald. Keep up the great work, and we appreciate the update. Thank you so much. Thank you. When we come back, an update, a double dose of Mike Max. And, man, we got plenty of sports to talk about with Maxie when we come back. And the payoff pitch, a swing, a line drive. Here she goes. This one's back towards the overlook and gone. It's a home run out to right field. And Buxton ties up the game. Three balls, one strike in the 10th. And the pitch, a swing, and a drive. Left field and deep. Back it goes. Deep it goes. Twins win. I love that. I love that. Thank you, Corey. And thank you, Byron Buxton. Holy Moses. Um, Maxi Sports brought to you by the John Schuster Group, Caldwell Banker Real Estate. Maxi, your thoughts. It was a good weekend for the Twins, huh? Especially for Byron Buxton. Yeah. It was, yep. uh, he had four hits on. He didn't play on Friday. They, they came back. He came off the uh, injured list on, on Thursday in, in Kansas City, and then they decided to hold him on Friday, and, and uh, Rocco Baldelli said no no reason to believe he's not going to be talking to Rocco on Friday. Uh, no reason to believe that this is, uh, you know, we just want to give him a rest and make sure he's ready. And uh, 
Uh, I was watching him on in the clubhouse on uh, on Friday there, and he had about seven or eight different gloves that he was looking at, which one he was going to use, and he's they were going to go work out. It was cold and rainy. Uh, this is a recording that day, and I thought, gee, I hope Buxton can. You know, this, we got bad weather here, and yep. you know, it could be slippery. And I'm thinking if there's anybody that's that's built to get injured in this kind of weather, it could be Buxton, and instead. Uh, he takes over the party. Four hits on Saturday, uh, including the home run, and and then uh, two home runs yesterday. After he struck out, I think three times to start the game. So there you go. He hung in there. Wow. Uh, kept looking. But here's the thing: when you saw him uh, come back, and, and this is a little inside baseball, but it's something that I think um, uh, people understand uh, that, that play the game certainly understand. You saw him twice over the weekend uh, go the other way, hit the ball to right field hard. And generally speaking, the general rule of thumb is if you're hitting the ball hard to the opposite field, that means you're really dialed in. And, and you're Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Seeing the ball well, and wherever they're pitching it, in essence, you're hitting it, which is obviously the ultimate in, in, in being a great hitter is it doesn't matter where they throw it, they throw it here, you're going to hit it there. All those things. If he can, if he is indeed tracking that way in his career, uh, he is going to be nothing short of awesome because, you know, he's had a lot of holes in his swings over the years and, and, and things where you go, boy, he, he, as good as he is, he sure makes a lot of easy outs. If he's found a way as a hitter, and, and you do that through mechanics and repetition, but a lot through studying the game, uh, he th- that ceiling is, I don't know how high it is, if, if he's learned the, the art of hitting. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, he came through when uh, when the Twins needed him in, in giant fashion. Well, I'll tell you something else, Paul. I'm going to talk to Jerry Steinbach tonight. We'll talk about this some too. The White Sox 
I mean, you talk about destined to self-destruct. Holy cow, they're throwing the ball all over the field. Uh, I mean, Tim Anderson, since he, he flipped off the fence last week uh, and got in trouble for that, it looks like uh, you know he, he's had a tough time getting refocused. He had a home run yesterday, uh, but Abreu doesn't move very well at first. Liam Hendricks looked like he was hurting a little bit yesterday. Uh, th- this is the defending division champs, and, and they're not short on talent over there. Uh, but they, they played a sloppy weekend of baseball. Well, yeah, good and good for us. And 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 look, I, I guess you can always blame the weather, right? Uh, yeah, or, but their, their the stuff effect. didn't look weather related. It looked like, whoa, man, have you guys been practicing related? <laughs> you know, <laughs> my my favorite quote over the weekend, and I'd like you to comment on this, uh, head coach uh, Chris Finch for the Wolves, uh, talking about Carl Anthony Tones, uh, quote, he played pissed and loose. And that's, that's kind of like how you play, you know, yeah. every night doing yep. doing sports, right? Yep. I'm pissed always, and loose. I'm always pissed off. Sometimes I'm loose. Sometimes I'm not. Um, <laughs> but there's always something to anger me. No, uh, uh, you know what he's saying there is he he he's at the perfect balance, right? He was angry. He, he's got full access to everything yeah. in his game because because he can feel the moment. He's in the moment, but he's ang- angry, meaning focused. So he's determined right. through his anger, but yet he's got full confidence and almost a relaxed peace about him when he plays at the same time. And he was. He admitted that. He was very frustrated. I just came from the Wolves uh, met with us, this, well, that noon hour, I guess. And uh, he reiterated that. And, you know, one of the things he talked about was, uh, you know, in the playoffs now with Towns, they can afford to let him be a little bit more physical and go all out because it's the playoffs. He said, we, we spared him a lot of that during the season because it's the long haul and you're trying to get to the playoffs. Uh, now he's allowed to do a few more things, which does create fouls, uh, but it's the energy that is necessary to win in the playoffs right now. So they're turning him loose, so to speak. Hmm. Hey, Maxie, what do you think? Memphis uh, coach Taylor Jenkins, Popped Grizzlies off, coach, talking about the bad officiating yeah. and whining and this and that, and there's always an excuse. But I guess every team does that, but some more so than others. Does it really make a difference? Well, he's planting a seed, and, and Patrick Beverly countered that today. Um, I'll play it tonight during my show. Uh, okay. Beverly said... Uh, he hasn't been in the league long enough to whine like that, basically. And if he thinks he's not getting calls, and then he cited about three or four that the Wolves didn't get. So what Beverly was doing today was well aware, and and, and uh, they fined uh, the Memphis coach $15,000, but he was well aware of that. And he uh, he basically was countering that by saying, keep your mouth shut, young fella. Uh, you haven't been doing this long enough. And by the way, don't think hmm. what he was doing was sending his own message to the referees. Uh, that you know, don't don't fall into the trap. Don't take it just because he said it. Don't take the bait. Uh, and he countered that today. And it was an interesting dialogue. So, we've got a game tomorrow, a Wolves game tomorrow. Yes, we do. Yep. Another game Friday. Yep. Uh, TBD. What time? It depends on on other other games. Other, yep. other games. Yep. Yeah. And has your confidence, I know a lot of people were pretty deflated, and rightfully so, Wolves fans on Friday, but uh, has this rekindled your faith that we've got a better shot at this than some people think? I don't think I was ever, uh, you know, of the opinion that they didn't. I mean, they've played four games. One of them they got blown out of. The other three they they, they either won or should have won, right? So even when they blew the 25-point lead in the second half, and there's an astounding statistic 
that really surprised me about that. And it is the last, I believe it's six teams that have lost 25-point leads in the second half in the playoffs have come back and won. Five of those six teams have come back and won the next game. Wow. So apparently it serves as some kind of a reset or refocus. And it wasn't that unusual that they came back and found a way to win. Now, the one thing I'll say is they, they do allow Memphis to hang around even when they seem to have the game in hand because... Uh, Memphis should have been beaten and they came back and Tyus Jones got a wide open look at a three that would have sent the game probably to overtime and yep. he just flat out missed it but if they go to OT you take your chances and, 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 and they came that close with an eyelash uh, of having to go to uh, uh, overtime uh, for it but no I don't think Memphis is that I think Memphis is a little bit better than the Timberwolves I don't think they're a lot better than the Timberwolves if that makes sense yeah so who's on who gets the better breaks, right? Yeah, and John Ratt was, to the uh, for whatever reason, I was talking to uh, some people inside the organization, some sources, and uh, they sources. said for whatever reason, Morat does, does not play well at Target Center. They said, we don't even know why, but we'll take it. And he, he certainly that was the case. Uh, I was told this before the game on Saturday, and certainly that was the case on Saturday. He did not play huh. well at all. And, of course, he's their focal point. But, boy, the other thing you learn is they've got some other people that can really play. Desmond Bain uh, and then... Um, uh, uh, Tyus Jones, as I mentioned, uh, played mm-hmm. well. Uh, they can do some different things. Dylan Brooks is pretty good. Uh, they got some guys out there now that I didn't. I wasn't aware of how good they were until you watch them for four games. Let's talk Loon and let's talk Wild and whatever else is on your mind when we come back with Mike Max on CCO. So, Paul, back with the one and only Mike Max and Max. Yeah, I was over at Allianz Field recently. Uh, and and correct me if I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Somebody told me that Minnesota United, the Loon, their regular season tickets are pretty much sold out for the entire season. And that that floored me that that can happen. I know soccer fans are incredibly loyal. I know the Loon are hot. Uh, they won over the weekend. They beat uh, Chicago three to nothing. But have you heard that? Do you think there's some I, truth to that? Or I can you look into that. that? No, I have not heard that. I haven't looked into it because obviously right now in the secondary market, you can get the tickets pretty easily because of the weather. Right, you know, StubHub uh, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, people will be more than willing to uh, do a deal with you right now. So so because of that, I haven't looked at it because I don't know that they uh, uh, have been able to sell out the season ticket base to that extent or if they keep some of them uh, squirreled away like uh, some teams do. So there's always a walk-up you know, demand for it and a walk-up opportunity for it for those people that are... Uh, uh, that uh, have the wherewithal to go do that. So I, I don't know that as fact. Okay. But you'll get your best people on that, you right? You got that right, I will. I'm already, the wheels are turning. <laughs> no, Paul, you're wrong. Yeah. As usual, you're wrong. They got plenty of tickets. I hope they do. I'm going to go over and uh, and see some games. I'm just well, trying to figure well, out you how You said to... you were over there. What were you over there for? If it wasn't the uh, A BMW, MotorWorks BMW is opening up uh, an area um, where, where people can come in and enjoy the game, and it's it, pretty amazing what they've built over there. So I was over there for part of that okay. MotorWorks uh, BMW, but it's a little like the Legends, you know, yep. at, at Target Field. It's that yep. kind of feel. Little a little added something, right? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, hey, let's talk about the Wild. Nice win over the Predators yesterday. 
uh, their stock keeps going up, huh? Yeah, I mean, really, the only thing left to play for is home ice against St. Louis, and then right. I mean, once they get to St. Louis, all bets are off because they will not be the favorite in the first round. That that, that seems hard to even say after the year that they've had that they'll go into the playoffs and probably not be the favorite in the first round after all that they've done and all that they've accomplished so far. Um, that's mm. hard to imagine and fathom. But it's one of those years, you know, Paul, where you're, you're lined up with some of the good teams. And, and notably, you're looking at St. Louis and Colorado in the West that, uh, you know, uh, you play often during the year. Now, now Colorado's been the tailspin of late, but I haven't looked closely. I think they've lost four straight, but I have not looked to see if uh, if they've been playing all their regulars or not because they've clinched everything that they can clinch. And so I don't know how important these games are to them because there's really not much more they can do and they want to avoid injuries and, and maybe see some people or showcase some people. Uh, but it's one of those years where you're lined up with, uh, you know, some of the best in the NHL happen to be in your backyard, and, and that's what the Wild are yeah. up against. That being said, they have been really good. And, and last night when it looked like, uh, it looked like they were vulnerable to get beat. Nashville, very hungry to stay in this uh, uh, playoff race, maintain a lead over Vegas, all those things. And and they find a way to win a game, and Kevin Fiala scores another goal. He's just been so incredible, probably the most incredible player in the NHL over the last couple of weeks. Uh, and, and there you go. You know, on not their best night, they still find a way to win in overtime. Yeah. It's uh, it's been impressive. They're they're turning on the juice when it matters. Hey, Maxie, what else are you tracking tonight well, for uh, for your various shows coming up? I'll tell you one of the things that you know. This is draft week in the NFL this week, and on mm-hmm. Thursday, uh, the NFL in Vegas will have their uh, the NFL draft, the first round. And so, w- w- the Vikings being in the middle of the first round, there's just so much conversation uh, about might they trade up, might they trade back. Uh, I, I would think there'd be a better chance that they would trade back than up uh, in this draft. And I think there's a chance. I, I think that um, um, counter to what my, some people might think, I, I think uh, uh, there's a couple wide receivers that pique their interest, believe it or not, Garrett Wilson being one of them from Ohio State. Uh, I think a lot of people are locked in on can they get a cornerback at that spot. If you can't get the corner that you want at that spot – and I doubt Stingley will be there. Um, then, then you may trade back and, and try to move, you know, get another pick later, and, and plus get one in the first round where you know you can get the guy that you want. Um, and I think this it's going to be an interesting draft that way. It's going to hmm. be interesting to see uh, how much poker the, the the Vikings play. When Rick Spielman was here, you knew going in that he was going to make half a dozen trades on during the during the course of the draft. That's just you know that's just who he was. He, he couldn't get enough draft picks. He was moving all the time. Um, uh, the pieces, particularly in the in the mid to lower rounds, to try to get more picks in philosophy. That that was uh, what he believed. Uh, now you've got uh, uh, a new management team in there and new philosophies. And, and one of the philosophies that you always want to follow is the head coach is an offensive coordinator. So if he's got a loud voice in the room, in this case Kevin O'Connell, he's going to lobby for offensive players. It's just that's the nature of it. Mike Zimmer would lobby for defensive players because he was a defensive coach they can't help it it's in their dna it's who they are they they, they they always want what side of the ball they were affiliated with and so that's why you start to look again 
at the draft board and you say, well, maybe it makes sense that O'Connell would want to go with three wideouts, uh, Thielen, Jefferson, and, and, and a new one, spread the field out. You get Irv Smith, you got Delvin Cook, and man, do you got weapons and you should be able to score Oof. some points. And would that be nice for Kirk Cousins to have uh, on his menu? So you, you can see a case being made for mm-hmm. that right now. Maxie, this is why we come to you. Um, I mean, perspective that you can't get from any app. It's the insight. It's- you know, I talk to more. I got to tell you, I, I don't even realize how many people that I talk to during the course of the day because I run into them in so many different places. I ran into Kevin Burleson, the Wolves coach, on, on Saturday before they played their game, and I said, uh, you know you're doing our show tomorrow morning on the radio if they win. And he goes, what? And I said, you know, you're going to be on with us beating the Jerry tonight tomorrow if you win. And th- and that's just, that's how I do it, you know. And then you, yeah. I, I bump into people that you wouldn't believe at places that you wouldn't believe. And they tell me things that you wouldn't believe. <laughs> it's it's networking 401, a 400 oh, level yeah, it's networking. It, but, but I ran into another, I won't say where or when, but another person that had great insight uh, uh, into the... Um, Timberwolves, and I, I couldn't believe where I ran into him. And the next thing you know, you're going, holy cow, that is something, you know? Yeah, well. Hey, Maxie, appreciate uh, the double dose of, of wisdom and perspective. And let's try this again tomorrow. Uh, you got your makeup on yet? I got I got it on, but I don't have the mirror handy right now. So I got to now look in the mirror to yeah. see how I did with it. Because I was putting it on. I don't, well, While we were talking, I was putting it on. Do people stare at you funny like at restaurants with makeup? Yeah, that you kind of forget fun. about it after a while, though, don't you? <laughs> you know, for better start- or worse, you know? <laughs> we'll catch you tomorrow. All right, Mike thank Max. you. Chat with my wife, who hung me out to dry, next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.